Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Myla Lani. And I'm Junie, and you're listening to Sustain Loving Kindness. In this podcast, we talk about why it's important to take care of our planet and how we can help. This episode is dedicated to our Girl Scout Silver Award project. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. We're so happy to have you guys back. And this episode, we are so excited because we have our very first guest in one of our episodes. It's going to be all on homesteading and how she lives her life as eco-friendly as possible. She's a mom of four as well, so so we'll get her inside scoop on how she lives her life as eco-friendly as possible as a mom of four. So our guest today is uh, is Miley Lani and my Girl Scout leader, Miss Jen. So we are going to start off by just introducing her. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself, and then we'll get into the questions. Hi, my Leilani and Junie. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. We're happy to have you on. Um, so like you said, I am your Girl Scout leader, and I have had our troop for probably 13 years now. And I live in Southern California, and uh, I have uh, about an acre, almost an acre, of land, and I live on this almost an acre of land with my husband and four kids, and um, we've been homesteading to some degree for about 20 years. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be that long. I know, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, awesome. So we are going to jump into the questions now. So the first question we'd like to ask you is, what is homesteading? Um, so homesteading is a kind of way of life, and um, it's a lifestyle that... Um, works on self-sufficiency. So homesteaders grow their own food on their land. They, um, they can also use renewable energy like um, solar panels or wind turbines or um, water. They can collect water from the rain to use to uh, water their plants. They can grow their own animals for um, for eating, for meat, um, any or all of the above is what I think homesteading is. Wow, that's awesome. So you mentioned you grow your own food. What kind of, what kinds of foods do you grow in your garden? Yeah, so we have a garden with, um, garden boxes and, um, we have an orchard with a bunch of fruit trees and nuts. And um, so we grow all kinds of fruit, uh, citrus, peaches, plums, avocados, oranges, lemons, limes, apples, all kinds of, uh, we have walnuts and we also have pecans and almonds. And then in the garden we do just about anything that we feel like we want to do, like um, 
right now we have garlic growing with kale and we still have tomatoes in the garden and um, um, beets and all kinds of, you know, veggies, zucchinis and yeah, it's fun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. We, um, every summer we try to grow, um, just like a mini, a mini garden with like just the basic like tomatoes and, um, some types of veggies, but we are apparently horrible plant parents (laughs) and we always kill them before we can even harvest any of them. (laughs) So that's awesome. We've actually been to, um, to your house a couple of times and to see, uh, the gorgeous garden. It's really, it's really cool. We could never, (laughs) well, we just have to learn how to do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, um, work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So homesteading, it actually sounds really cool. What inspired you to do this? So, um, even from, uh, like a young age when I was maybe, I don't know, high school age, I had plants and I enjoyed growing things, and I also enjoyed helping my mom with her uh, flower garden. She had mostly uh, flowers and plants that just grow, not edible stuff. So I would help her plant those and weed them. And so then when I was first married, I grew in a tiny garden, and I remember we had one tomato plant, but they were like the best tomatoes around. So, um, that was kind of the start of it. And then, um, we bought our first house and had our first baby and we wanted to give him the best start. So we, um, we searched out stores that had organic food and we made our own baby food. And, um, just as our little family grew, we got introduced to other aspects of homesteading, like, um, uh, wind turbines. We always had this, um, dream of living off the land and having solar panels and planting fruit trees all over the place. And, um, so we had a bigger garden at our second house. And then this house we grew bigger and we have probably, I think we have close to 30 fruit and nut trees and then we have a big garden and stuff too. So that's interesting. Wow. That's awesome. I also remember my mom mentioning that you do canning. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. That's one of the things that, um, I do. We, um, we have had harvests that have been enough. Like last year I grew enough tomatoes to can a whole bunch of tomato sauce. And, um, I learned how to can on my own. I think I read a book and maybe watched a couple of YouTube videos. It wasn't when YouTube was very popular, very early on, maybe 15 years ago. And, um, I just um, read the manual very carefully because it can be dangerous. And I started out with pickles and then moved into 
jellies and jams and tomato like salsa and um, sauces and those are in a water bath can uh, with a, it's a big pot with water and you submerge the, the jars into it and then I have since moved on to pressure canning which is um, a pressure canner uh, you put the jars inside the canner and then you close the lid and um, it builds pressure inside there and seals the jars safely so I do beans and soups and stuff like that too you can do meats and fish that's cool yeah. that's awesome I've never yeah. tried canning but I always found it interesting yeah well I'm so, available anytime you want I can yeah. teach you how to do it <laughs> yeah awesome whenever this yeah. pandemic is over we should have a canning party definitely <laughs> I'll learn how to yeah, can we could. <laughs> definitely that would be super nice yeah so this all sounds so cool. Do you, I'm sure this is a tough question, but what is your favorite part of homesteading, would you say? Hmm. So I guess my favorite part is seeing everything grow. Um, everything, you know, it all comes together, all the hard work, it grows, and then you have all the, the, um, the, the fruits of my labor, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's vegetables and fruits, and um, it's it's nice to um, get out and get my hands dirty. And um, I I don't know. I think that's like the best part. We also have chickens for eggs, so they keep us keep us going with that um, protein. And uh, but uh, yeah, I think. The fruits of our labor is the best part. Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned um, like getting your hands dirty. I think that's really important. Um, that's really important, especially now. A lot of people are, um, of course, cooped up inside. It's awesome to have uh, something to do outdoors and to get fresh air. And also, I think it's really important for kids to be able to grow up with like like you like you were saying garden and being able to learn how to plant things that's a that's super cool yeah it's a lot of it's nice and also you don't have to have a huge amount of land to do that you can just have a patio or a windowsill inside your house you can grow some plants you can do like um herbs on your uh windowsill as long as you get some good sun through the window um but there's a lot of things that you can do in pots and stuff too so that's, yeah uh, and that and that's a really good point my Lilani and I mentioned in um in one of our previous episodes about not feeling pressured or not um not having to do everything at once to make a completely big switch all at once um, because that can get very stressful and very overwhelming so it's it's really important to remember to um, make it very gradual and not overwhelm yourself just making little changes at a time right I think that's yeah. important so what would you say is your least favorite part of homesteading my least favorite um so the thing that i really don't like is the um 
there's a struggle. There's a struggle. We, we struggle with a lot of different things. So um, like um, bugs and diseases in the plants or the trees that always come up. They're, they're everywhere. So it's not just us. But there's always something new happening. There's a new bug in the tree or there's some new kind of something happening. Or there's critters that visit our, our garden and they eat our, our crops, our, our veggies, our fruit. Oh my um, gosh. They, um, I go outside daily and I find um, oranges on, on the ground and they've been hollowed out. There's like a hole on the top or on the side or in it or whatever. And the, I think it's rats. They dig out the fruit and um, eat everything. And it's, all that's left is just the, um, the peel. <laughs> no like these, way! These wow. empty so orange balls outside. I know it's terrible. Oh my gosh. And that'd be so, so um, frustrating too after... After, like you were mentioning, the fruits of your labor, putting in all that work to just have them, like, emptied on the floor and not even get to enjoy them. Right. Yeah, I remember when I used to live in Texas, we had a peach tree, and I loved getting the peaches and eating them. And then, you know, when, after a while, we didn't have them anymore because the squirrels would get to them first. Yeah. Right, once they figure that there's food there and it's free. And it's it's not any trouble for them. They've they didn't have to like water it or grow it or anything. So um, yeah. we've done all that. Right. But yeah, so we have um, the squirrels or the raccoons or skunks and rats and whatever attacking from the top. But also we have gophers that attack from the bottom from underground. So oh, wow. Underneath all of our garden boxes, we have gopher wire so that they can't get in, but that doesn't help with the squirrels that can get it from the top. So we're trying yeah. to figure out how to protect all that stuff. So what do you do about the bugs? Because a lot of farmers, they use pesticides and those can those are actually really harmful to us when we end up eating the vegetables. So what do you guys do about that? So we do natural um, interventions. We um, spray with big jets of water a lot of the time. So just take the hose and put it on a real hard spray and just take the leaves and spray. Um, if it's a really bad infestation, we can do like, um, insecticidal soap. It's just basically like a Castile soap with a little bit of vegetable oil and water, mix it all up and spray it on the plant. Oh, um, wow. we, there are a lot of organic, um, controls that are out there. We've also used neem oil which is a uh, a natural oil from a plant that is um it does what i've heard is that it doesn't taste very good if you water it into the ground and the plant soaks it up um, but you can spray it all over the leaves the and eat it i mean you you can it's a natural thing um there are things that help kill um worms 
Um, there's, it, there are a lot of um, organic ways to to keep them at bay, you know, or um, or kill them. So, um, but a lot of the things you have to reapply every every couple of weeks to mm. to um, keep them away. Um, yeah. But I well, think the awesome. main thing. Yeah, so I think the main thing is to keep your your vegetables and your fruit um, healthy, so that they'll be strong enough to fight against any mm. anything that attacks them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned having, well, you mentioned, I've known you for like my entire life. You have, (laughs) you have four kids. So how do your kids respond to this lifestyle, to homesteading? How do, do they like it? Do they, are they frustrated? Like, how do they, how do they respond? Um, so my kids are, for the most part, they're tolerant of it, but, um, they don't take charge of anything. They, um, they don't have, they all have their own boxes in the garden to grow in. Um, and a couple of them do still, they enjoy planting and caring for the garden like that, but a couple of them don't do anything. Um, actually they all do something. They all have chores and, uh, they help take care of the animals cause we have chickens and dogs and rabbits and um they help clean and clean keep them clean and feed them and give them water and stuff um but yeah everybody helps out but i think we're split with the kids there's half of them who like it and half of them who don't <laughs> mm. uh, so. yeah so what are their social security numbers <laughs> just kidding we'll cut that part out <laughs> okay so um what role do each of them play like i know you mentioned that they all have their own boxes but like what does what does your husband do what do like the dogs do i don't know (laughs) if they do anything like what role do each of them play um so i guess i would say that me i'm the manager of everybody um so i i I guess I'm in charge of, um, you know, what needs to happen when, because it's kind of on my my mind all the time. My husband helps with building projects and helps to upkeep um, the house. Um, you know, he has been learning all about plumbing and electrical and all that stuff so that we can have um, different... So when something breaks that he can fix it. Um, but he, we've also built, um, our chicken coop and the garden run and the boxes and got a lot of building projects around. So he helps with that or he does most of it. Um, Oh, so you build them yourself. You don't buy them from stores. No. Yeah. We build everything ourselves. So that's um, awesome. And that's another way of reducing, um, reducing waste, I guess, if you're making them yourself, you're not, um, 
well, just um, quality-wise, because a lot of times the pre-made things in stores aren't very good quality. Right. We, um, we have um, bought some things, but they, you're, like you said, the quality isn't as good, and they don't last as long. So mm-hmm. we would much rather um, make it ourselves and do it, do it right. Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, so this this sounds like super fun and awesome. I'm sure it's like um, so much work and very time consuming. So who do you um, like recommend this for? Would you, if you were to go back, would you still? Um, are you still happy that you're doing it? Do you consuming. get tired of it? Who do you? Um, would you recommend anybody starting up? And do you have any advice for anybody that is interested in starting it? Um, yeah, I do. And I think that everybody can do some parts of it. Um, not everybody is built to do everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fun activity, a fun lifestyle for um for all ages and you can start when you're young you can start when you're older um I think that it just depends on you and what you're interested in and you know you just take baby steps doing like you were mentioning earlier um doing a little at a time Mm -hmm. so maybe you want to have some chickens so you build a coop and try with two chickens or four chickens or you know, and then add on from there if you want to, or just stay at that number and then start a garden box or, um, you know, something like that. But um, it can get overwhelming when there's a lot of things happening, especially during the summer when all of the vegetables are coming, they're ripening, and then there's fruit on the trees, and then, you know, there's maybe the dogs are sick I don't know there's a lot of things that can happen yeah but um but if you take one step at a time then I think that um and do what you can then then it's it's a good it's a good um um lifestyle awesome yeah like you were mentioning about um all at once having like fruits and veggies all of a sudden like ripening and ready to harvest um just for the audience we got a a delivery of a huge (laughs) bag of of limes about I don't know maybe a month ago um oh I forgot to mention it was from from Jen um, and their family, they dropped off a huge bag of limes and we're still going through them. And may I mention, they were the most delicious limes I've ever tasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we have we have more. If you guys <laughs> yeah. run out, we have more. <laughs> we would love all, um, all of the fruits and veggies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. And for stuff like that, like the limes, there's no way we use that many limes. So mm-hmm. it's fun to give them away and find see what other people do with them. And yeah, um, we have had oranges and lemons. We have a tree full of lemons. And 
just like we're never gonna have enough freezer space for lemon juice <laughs> and um it's good in this time especially um to share share the bounty yeah so. that's awesome i saw a um i forget what what they called it but it was on um i don't know if you guys have heard of like little libraries but basically it's just um just a little box a little wooden box it's typically um raised above the ground and people um well it's a little library so so people drop off books and then they can look through the books in the box and um exchange it and it's completely free and it's just a fun way to um um to give give away your old books and give them new lives but anyways i saw a and again i forget what they called it but it was a um like a food version so people would drop off like fresh limes and and lemons and all sorts of different fruits and then other people would come and you know drop off what they didn't need and maybe pick up um whatever else they needed um and it's just a fun a fun way of like I said getting rid of what you don't need so that other people can use them without wasting them yeah, I think they're called Little Free Pantries. Yeah, that's, yeah, Little Free And pantry. a lot of people put non-perishable foods in there, too, like canned soup or something. Mm-hmm. So, as we've mentioned before, our podcast is all about saving the planet, and you've already talked about how, you know, you make your own garden boxes for planting, but how else would you say that homesteading applies to saving the planet? Um, so homesteaders usually do things, um, on property first and then go out to the store for whatever they need. So they're, um, if they need, um, I, I, I don't, oh, so like an example would be, um, soap. Um, I don't buy soap at the store anymore. I make it. I just oh, wow. I have the oils and everything that I need to make soap, and I make a couple bunches of soap, batches of soap, um, um, a year, and um, we're good for for however long it lasts. Oh wow, that's awesome! But, um, yeah, that's so, but on a homestead, we also recycle and we reuse things a lot. We've have a lot of items um and we we reuse them we repurpose them um we don't necessarily race to the store to to buy anything we try and make do with what we have and then make a a trip to the store when we absolutely need it yeah um and then when i mentioned canning i don't buy very many canned goods because i learned how to can and um, so I do a lot of canning I do pickles and jams and soups and stews and stocks and beans and all kinds of stuff so um, saving the planet it's hard because I can't save the planet just for myself but I can do a little bit for it Mm -hmm. right yeah, and that's so, the whole point of this podcast as well, is to yeah. inspire others to join us in um, 
in our cause of saving the planet little by little. And if 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 you think about it, um, I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, this one straw, it's just one straw, it's not going to um, to hurt anything, anyone, or anything. Um, but if you think about, say, 200 people saying the exact same thing, then that's 200 straws that you just, that could end up in the ocean, or 200 um, pieces of plastic that didn't need to be there. So if everybody just, for example, switched to a metal straw, that itself, such an easy switch like that, would be a huge help just on its own. So we um, we do this podcast to inspire everybody um, and to encourage and to and to encourage the fact that it you don't have to be completely zero waste to make a difference. And it's it's that that um, that phrase can be very discouraging because you see you know that you're still throwing away trash. Uh, and like we mentioned, we have a whole other episode on this. It's impossible to make absolutely zero waste. So I went, I talked about that a little bit longer than I, <laughs> than I was planning on, but it's just, um, but we just want to inspire everybody to do the best they can, or even just if you switch one thing, like I mentioned, that's still making a difference. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, um, when I first started out, we did one tomato plant, and it was the best thing. It was so exciting to see the little tomatoes growing, and then we were able to eat them, and they were so good, and then from there, it grew to something else, you Mm -hmm. know, and then I had two things, and then we had probably ten things after that, (laughs) so yeah. Yeah, it's just one little step at a time and Mm -hmm. uh, learning along the way. Yeah, it's good to start one step at a time because if somebody decided after listening to this episode, you know, okay, I'm going to start homesteading. I'm getting rid of all these foods. I am going straight to it tomorrow. They're going to stop in a couple of days because they're going to be like, this is so much work because they just went right into Mm -hmm. it. And we've talked about this lots and lots of times, like, Just because you hear us talking about it doesn't mean you need to jump right in. Like, take it one step at a time. You know, like you said, start with just one plant, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, you can get another plant. A couple weeks later, you can get a chicken. Yeah, and it's like, it's yeah. it should all be on your own pace too. Nobody's going to be able to tell you exactly what you need to do. Um, it's just however, whatever you think is right for you and whatever feels right for you and your family. Right. So I think that was everything that we had planned on talking about. Thank you so much for coming into this episode, Miss Jen. Yes, thank you You're so welcome. much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. It was super fun. Yeah. So I <laughs> wanted just to yeah, mention I've never said. Hold on. I just Yeah. Wanted... Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to mention to our audience to please check out our blog. We post resources and extra information about each episode. And the link is sustainlovingkindnesspodcast.blogspot.com. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new. 
Subscribe to stay tuned. We post episodes every Friday and have a plethora of interesting content planned for you guys in the near future. When you aren't listening to our podcast, feel free to give us a follow on our Instagram page or our Pinterest page, as well as our blog. We are at Sustain Loving Kindness Podcast on Instagram and Pinterest, and you can find the link to our blog on our podcast page labeled as our website. We love each and every one of you so, so much. Have a wonderful day, and we can't wait to see you guys back next episode. Bye! Bye!